0: In this episode of the Aviation Pros Podcast, Phil Cole, Civil Aviation Business Manager with Aero Agility, joins us to discuss the ways artificial intelligence can improve maintenance operations and scheduling, along with detailing how the technology has evolved over time and where AI still needs to grow. Phil, thank you again for taking the time to chat today with me. to kick off our conversation, could you start by sharing just a little bit about yourself and Air Agility for our audience?
1: Hi, Walker. Yeah, thanks very much for the opportunity to join you on your podcast. Um, my name is Phil Cole. I'm the business manager for civil aviation at Air Agility. I have been with the company for about five years now. Uh, we're a software company specializing in model-based artificial intelligence. And... Uh, our uh, modelling and scheduling tools are used by companies like Rolls-Royce, Lockheed Martin, EasyJet, Scandinavian Airlines, just to name a few. Uh, we're based; uh, our headquarters are based in the UK, and we also have a, um, a small presence in Dallas in the US.
0: Very good. And our conversation today is going to be focusing around AI. And to give our audience a little bit of introduction for that, can can you just tell us what? AI is when we're talking about it in relation to aircraft maintenance?
1: I'll do my best. Um, AI is a, a term used a lot, uh, and can mean, uh, many different things. And, and everybody has their own interpretation of, of what they think AI is. Um, but essentially it is a machine doing something that we would consider intelligent if it was done by a human. Uh-huh. And an example would be uh, something being used in, in the aviation industry at the moment is machine learning things to multiple sensors on, on aircraft. And these aircraft produce huge amounts of data and the performance of the various elements on the aircraft. And the machine, machine learning algorithm goes along and it predicts, based on historical data, when a part might be coming to the end of its life or, or about to fail. And it is having a huge impact uh, on, on aircraft maintenance uh, particularly in the uh, preventive maintenance field, but not all AI is machine learning. Uh, and Eric uh, area of expertise is in model-based uh, artificial intelligence. And our models rep- they represent concepts understandable by people. Um, I suppose these these concepts are represented as agents within a model, and each with its own set of rules and constraints and relationships to other agents in the model. An example could be an aircraft that is accruing life over time, or an MRO base with a number of tracks that define its capacity and ability to perform maintenance. Uh, we create scenarios with these agents that allow the agents to behave and interact autonomously within the boundaries of the scenario. For example, a time period, so we'd run a, run a scenario for, you know, five years to predict the, the maintenance requirements for a fleet of 300-odd aircraft. Um, over that period of time. Um, The the use of agents makes it much easier for humans to interact with the model and to understand and interpret the output of the models. It allows us to represent complex real-world scenarios, for example, an an airline operator with aircraft accruing life through flights and routes, and MROs being performing the maintenance, etc. And this easy interaction allows us to ask, to start to ask what if questions by modifying an agent parameter, for example, an MRO might say, uh, you know, a C-check is gonna take a little bit longer now. So what is the impact of that on your maintenance requirements? And those kind of uh, changes to the model are very easy to execute and then uh, compare the output to previous um, results. And this this modular, you know, agent-based model approach it allows the uh, decisions made by the agents in an execution of the scenario to be traceable, uh, and and allows us to understand the reasoning the model applies when making its decisions, which makes it the traceability that then starts to allow us to being able to understand the reasoning that the model applies um, helps us to Trust the results, you know, it it ensures, uh, say what we call safe and trusted results. So slightly, obviously it's a different approach to uh, something like a black box algorithm where, you know, you chuck a whole bunch of data in um, and then you get some results out the other end. Now those results, uh, generally speaking, are excellent. but We don't know what happened in the black box in in order to give us those results. And the model-based approach, you can trace each and every decision made by the model through an execution of a scenario. To, to get a greater understanding of the reasoning applied. So, using these agent models uh, in the aircraft maintenance sphere allows the planners to consider many more factors when creating maintenance schedules and maintenance plans, um, and ultimately uh, allows them to move away from their two dimensional spreadsheet uh, solutions.
0: So, what then has this technology's history been, and how has it evolved?
1: Well, the, the concept has been around for a long time, um, and obviously the advances in computer technology um, have run alongside the evolution of, of, of AI and, and model-based AI. Um, we, as, as a company, did some initial R&D around it uh, in, in around about 2008 um, and identified an opportunity for its applications in the aviation sphere, um, and we have been maturing the, the product. Uh, Since two since 2009 Um, and we've got a a pretty good set of models now Um, and the the agents the beauty of the agents based approach allows you to, to start small you build a small model with a few agents in it Verify the output and then slowly but surely start to add complexity verify and add and verify until you can get a really rich complex model giving you some some you know real world uh, results to to use to to uh, execute plans or um, and produce plans.
0: And so then, where are we kind of with it right now? Um, what are all the possibilities that AI can do for us?
1: Um, again, I can only I'll only answer that from 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 my our perspective from a model based uh, um, perspective. Um, we've got two types of of models that we use. We use scheduling models. Uh, and at the moment, largely used within the civil aviation sphere um, and used to produce heavy base maintenance programs alongside landing gear removals. And those landing gear removal plans, um, you know, are, are, are predicated on the availability of spares. We also do power plant shop visit um, scheduling and, again, predicated on the availability of spares so we don't have a, a schedule, you know, bringing an aircraft in and then leaving it on uh, on, on the apron whilst uh, waiting for a fair engine to be available, um, and also uh, end of lease um, uh, planning as well. So those from a, shed- from a scheduling model perspective, um, all, all, all the aspects of, of maintaining an aircraft and performing the maintenance. Um, we also have some probability-based models, which allows us to add stochastic functions to our agents um, uh, to, to model the probability of failure. And then we can start to build some really rich models that are very useful for things like capacity and supply chain planning uh, and these are the kind of models that we we do like a, a you know a hundred iteration monte Carlo run of the model uh which we then aggregate the results um and then that um that will help with any decision uh, uh making going forward in fact we kind of re- quite often we will refer to our models as decision support models
0: so then how can an, an aircraft maintenance operation um get started with ai how can they begin incorporating it into their work
1: well uh gratuitous plug here call me um you know it's uh we're we're pretty versed in certainly in model-based ai um we've got as i said earlier on we've got some some um very high profile customers already uh who, who use our models um so yeah get in touch uh and if you want a demonstration of what we can do um more than happy to to do that um but essentially, yeah just yeah, get in touch and and we'll we'll do our best to help you out
0: then what are um if any some challenges with a i and and how are they overcome
1: so there is as I mentioned earlier, there is still a little bit of a an issue of, of a potential issue of trust with AI, um, and especially around uh, black box and um, neural network type solutions where you can't necessarily always determine exactly why a decision is made or why you receive a specific um, uh, output. And and another uh, issue really is is the the amount of data, so data-driven AI, the amount of data that has been produced by, by aircraft and all of the, the, the plethora of, of sensors that they have on them is, is vast. And we really need uh, to be able to sift out the stuff that we don't need and, and, and drill down to the stuff that's useful. And, uh, and then we need to be able to, to provide that to the end user in, in such a way that it is meaningful. And that's where something like Air Agility can be complementary to some of these or, um, you know, these black box solutions. They can, they can do all the, the data crunching and, and drawing all the, the correlations between data items and, 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 and start to produce health indicators. And then you can use a, a complementary uh, um, solution like air agility to then overlay that with, with your plans and give, present it to the planners in such a way that they can actually start to incorporate this information into their plans and make sure that that preventive maintenance is, is uh, achieved. In, in a timely manner.
0: And that's a, a perfect segue in my next question here. Um, what is it that people are still kind of better at with AI? How how can people and AI complement each other the best? And how is that going to change as we move into the future?
1: Yeah, so um, AI, we haven't really mastered replicating natural intelligence yet. Uh, and many people would say that's a good thing. Uh, there are There are plenty of movies out there that highly highlight the potential downside of it. So AI algorithms, they detect relationships through correlation without necessarily understanding the relationship. Um, So this also means that they then have a a high probability of of detecting spurious relationships and and implied causation. So I'll give you an example. If you you were to analyze a city's a city hospital's uh, heat stroke uh, um, through the summer, you know, the, the number of cases of heat stroke through the summer and also the, the sale of ice creams in the same city in that summer. And, and both the peak of heat, heat stroke and ice creams are at the same time. You, you know, uh, an algorithm might imply that ice creams cause heat stroke. Um, so that's why we need humans to to analyze the output and and sift the meaningful from the meaningless and then and, and then act accordingly so and as i i mentioned earlier on we we refer to our models as, as as quite often as decision support systems so the the ai is there to do all the heavy lifting um and 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 present results to the humans to then analyze and make the best decisions possible based on the data provided to them
0: phil i think those are pretty much all the questions i have for you but before we wrap up our conversation here, any final thoughts, any final advice for our listeners about how they can start utilizing this technology?
1: Yeah, so in terms of, of I mean, of utilizing the technology, as I said earlier on, call me, um, and we'll help you lose the spreadsheets because um, there's only so much you can do with, with, with a spreadsheet. And, uh, and I, I feel your pain for those of you out there who are still having to use them um, and to schedule maintenance. Uh, you know, for several hundred aircraft at a time. So, um, you know, we can, the, the, the models that we've got are, are, have have helped all of our customers to improve their productivity and reduce their uh, improve their yield and reduce their costs and, you know, increase your availability of Um So those are the kind of things that we aim to help our customers with.
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of the Aviation Pros Podcast. Be sure to visit AviationPros.com for more stories, breaking news, and expert insight from all around the aviation industry.